0: welcome to wednesday night live the class that's to break bring, that brings some peak to your week and makes everything feel a little better i'm going to do some shameless plugs that just tell you about some things that are coming up this sunday morning we're going to be in the book of romans chapter one beginning in verse 24. it is the most controversial place in the book of Romans. And if you know the book of Romans, there are several controversial places. But we're going to look at it a little different and give you a little different insight on it, that maybe we can open your mind some and come to some conclusion. Then Sunday night, we're seeing Jesus through the Bible. He just didn't pop up. And start his ministry this was planned from the beginning of time so we take some time to look at seeing jesus in the bible tonight it's first kings 18 when god answers your prayer this is a class where we ask you to ask questions to make comments We want to learn together and from each other. So there are no wrong, no right answers, just it's something to think about. Before we begin, would you pray with me, please? Father, we come before you as your people, asking us to, asking you to help us to understand what you want of us and the directions that we should go to show the world the true God. That you're loving and kind and you're here to help us live better lives. I ask that you help me get out of the way tonight that people can see you. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to use a little sports analogy. You can pick the sport you want because the way they do this on TV, it doesn't matter whether it's hockey or baseball or football. They'll sit there and say these two teams don't like each other. What's so exciting about a showdown between two teams that don't like each other that have been rivals for a while? Do you need some rivals? I can give you some rivals. Here in Florida, it's easy. Florida State versus Florida. It's Penn State and Michigan. So what's so exciting about it? No opinion you got to speak up, our numbers are limited tonight. What?
1: Somebody back there said something.
0: Somebody in the back said something.
2: Oh, it's emotional, it gets emotional.
0: It's It's emotional, emotional. very good. Thank you, John.
1: Attached to one or the other, especially if it's your alma mater. Okay, very good.
2: Chad, you think yours, your side is the best. Yeah. And uh, you, you want to prove it through their actions. So
0: your team's the best, and it's out to prove you're the best.
2: I, I, I don't watch sports, but I imagine that's the, the feeling. That's
0: good. Bud Wilkinson, who was coach of Oklahoma for years and years and years, described football this way. He says it's 22 men on a field desperately needing rest and 100,000 in the stands desperately needing exercise. <laughs> so sometimes it's, it's like that. If you have your Bibles, this is where we're going tonight. King Ahab and the majority of people believe in a false god called Baal. And Baal controlled the weather. Not... God of heaven. Three years had passed since Elijah had told King Ahab that there would be no more rain until God decided to bring it. For three years now, there's been no rain or dew throughout the land. Okay. After a long time, in the third year, the word came to Elijah... Go and present yourself to Ahab. And I will sit and rain on the land. So Ahab went to present himself. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab. Now the famine was severe in Samaria. And Ahab had, had summoned Obadiah, who was in charge of his palace. Obadiah was a devout believer in the lord so it's sort of an odd couple you have this this prophet of god who is the best friends of the head man of baal Jezebel that's his wife according to history this She came out of a maternal civilization. That means the women were in charge. Now all the women are saying, yes, and all the men are saying, no. But she's sort of the one calling the things. She has uh, been killing off the prophets, so Obadiah has taken a 100 prophets and hidden them in two caves, 50 in each. And he's been supplying them with food and water. Ahab had said to Obadiah, go through the land to all the springs and valleys. Maybe we can find some grass to keep the horses and mules alive so we'll not have to kill any of our animals. So they divided the land they were to cover Ahab going in one direction and Obadiah in the other. It's pretty bad. They're out to try to find something to feed the animals and water the animals or they'll have to kill the animals to keep the people alive. It's a pretty bad drought. What did Obadiah's closest... Ahab and enable him to do for the people of God. Sue, you have your mask down. Is that you so talk?
1: He he was able to hide the prophets. He, yeah, he could he had a way of knowing where to take them and make sure that they were somewhere that nobody was going to look. Very good, thank you.
0: You got a best friend? Most of us have a best friend. What would you trust the best friend with?
2: Chad. had the uh, insight maybe from his relationship to move the cattle to, to you know, to to find land to keep him alive. I don't know if he would have done that on his own. So he he had somebody to help him cover more ground by going two separate ways. Very good.
0: As Obadiah's walking along, Elijah met him. Obadiah recognized him, bowed down to the ground, and said, is it really you my Lord Elijah? You're out just trying to find some water in the grass and you run into Elijah who has disappeared for three and a half years. Yes, he replies. Go tell your master Elijah is here. What have I done wrong? asked Obadiah. Why are you handing your servant over to Ahab to be put to death? As surely as the Lord your God lives, there's not a nation or kingdom where my master has not sent someone to look for you. And whenever the nation or kingdom claimed you were not there, he made them swear that they could not find you. But now you tell me to go to my master and say, Elijah is here. What's the fear? Let's make somebody Elijah. Jim, you can be Elijah. That'd be good. Everywhere they've looked for him, or said he was, when they looked into it, they didn't find him. And they suffered. And now, he wants Obadiah to go and say, we know where he is. I know where he is. Ran into him the other day while I was out looking for grass and water. Let me tell you where he is. And he gets there. And what if Elijah has moved on? The king's going to do something. He's going to put a hurting on somebody. So after he says... You tell me to go to my master and say, Elijah's here. I don't know where the spirit of the Lord may carry you when I leave you. And if I go and tell Ahab and he doesn't find you, he'll kill me. Yet I, your servant, have worshipped the Lord since my youth. Haven't you heard, my Lord, what I did while Jezebel was killing the prophets of the Lord? I hid a hundred... Of the Lord's prophets in two K's, 50 in each, supplied them with food and the water. And now you tell me, go to my master and say, Elijah is here. He'll kill me. What's he afraid of? I was over there last time. He's afraid of dying. Yeah. He's afraid that he's going to go to Ahab and say, I know where he is. And he's not going to be there. How would you have felt about Elijah's request to Obadiah?
2: Chad. I feel like uh, he wasn't worried about my well being. Didn't, didn't really care what would happen to me. I mean.
0: Okay, he's just another one of my, my people. I kill these kind of people all the time. Sue.
1: And Obadiah has been a right hand man to Ahab basically for a while. <laughs> and he knows how mean and ruthless he is. He's looked everywhere, other nations even. Uh, He he just he he's angry, to say the least, because he feels like it's Elijah's fault that the rain has stopped.
0: Good. Why is Obadiah dismayed by Elijah's orders? Dad.
2: Back to what I said, he, it almost feels like you were being deceitful or uh, not caring, not caring about my well-being, what would happen to me, to um, to gain notification of where you were, you know, instead of going to tell them yourself, you're putting me in the center, and uh, I, I don't think he, I don't think I would find that. Um, Very nice at all. Yeah.
0: How much time has Obadiah had to build a trust relationship with Elijah? Okay, I'm getting some of this, but they can't hear you when you do this, so speak up.
1: And I hadn't thought about it, uh, but Obadiah recognized Elijah so somewhere along the line he had met Elijah uh-huh. but I don't think we know what he knows about Elijah except yeah.
0: maybe he had met him we he know for three and <laughs> a half years they haven't been able to, to run him down what was Obadiah's assumption about Elijah's ability to escape the king. I can play the Jeopardy music, yeah.
2: Do, 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 do. I he was missing for three years, dodging and weaving different. Places and nobody had seen him, so he, I guess, was under the assumption he probably wasn't going to be there when he got back.
0: Yeah, this probably has happened before. Right. Good. Why didn't he think he deserved to die at the hands of an angry Ahab? Sue?
1: He told Elijah that he had served the Lord since his childhood and about having hidden a hundred of the prophets so they wouldn't be killed. Uh, He felt like those were acts that should give him credit with Elijah.
0: Yeah. He says, look at all the good stuff I've done. Now you're sending me on this mission to die. Who's going to do the good stuff now? One less. What was the promise that Elijah makes to Eli Obadiah's fears?
2: Today? That That he'll present himself to Ahab that day
0: i will be there today thank you so obadiah goes to meet ahab and told and told him and ahab goes out and he meets elijah and he says to elijah is that you you troubler of israel i have not made trouble for israel elijah replied but you and your father's family have. You've abandoned the Lord's commands and have followed the Baals. Now summon the people from all over Israel and let me count and let me on Mount Carmel. And bring the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Ashtoreth who eat at Jezebel's table. Describe the spiritual situation here in Israel.
1: Sue? So, Based upon what he's saying about Ahab and Jezebel, uh, it, the country itself has turned to Baal and Ashtaroth away from worshipping the
0: true God. Very good, thank you. Who did Elijah hold accountable? A- he got Ahab A- and Here are the odds he's willing to take off. There are 850 of them. And there's Elijah on the other side. And he tells them, let's, let's go. This is Mount Carmel. The reason it's important is Mount Carmel was in the vicinity of the Mediterranean Sea. And there would be some need of water by the end of this thing. So there had to be some water around. And the people of the town hear about this big thing. It's going to be 850 to 1. And what they've known in town is Baal is mighty. Ashtaroth is mighty. But the God of heaven? Nah. So they climb up and they're expecting to see that 850 to 1 battle. And Elijah decides to address the crowd. How long will you waver between two opinions? Make up your minds. If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. And everyone remains quiet. If everyone remains quiet, that's something. Get two bowls. Let them choose one for themselves and let them cut it into pieces and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. And I will prepare the other bowl. Put it on the, wool, on the wood, and, but not set fire to it. And then you call on the name of your God. And I will call on the name of the Lord. The God who answers by fire, he is God. Then all the people said, what you say is good. And Elijah said to the prophets of the Baal, choose one of the bulls and prepare it first, since there are so many of you. And call on the name of your God, but do not light the fire. So how are the people responding? Yeah, this was easy. If you go with the numbers, this is easy. 851 shouldn't be anything. What did uh, Elijah perceive that God was doing in his in Israel through the showdown. Y'all have to help me out or I'll have to call on Sue. And if I call on Sue enough, it could be bad. Sue, it's their fault. I going to show up. <laughs> me? Who was it? Maybe he thought God was going to show up? Yeah, maybe he thinks God's going to show up. Seems to be pretty confident. Thank you, John.
1: I, I also think that he sees this as a truly a battle. You know? It's kind of like when Florida and Florida State play, you know, who has the best team, you know? And if Florida wins by 100 to zip, We know who has the best team. And it would maybe persuade Israel, the people of Israel, that God is the one that had power, not Baal. Okay, thank Thank you.
0: you. So So they, they take the bull. Notice who gets it first. You get to choose between the two. The one that you think is the best for what you're going to do, that's the one you take. They take it, they prepare it, And they called on the Baal from morning till noon. Oh, Baal, answer us, they shouted. But there was no response. No one answered. And they danced around the, uh, the altar they had made. So now they're shouting. Just as loud as they can. And nothing's happening. So they get into dancing. This is going to be a pretty emotional thing now. They're shouting, they're dancing, they're moving. The emotions are building. And Elijah begins to taunt them. You need to shout louder. Surely he's a God. Perhaps he's thinking about something and he's so caught up in the depth of his thinking that he can't hear you. Or maybe he's busy. Maybe he's got too much to do to bother with you. Or maybe he's traveling. Or maybe he has to take a nap. Now, reading different versions of this, they, some of them translate some of the words that aren't translated here because they wouldn't fit in our society. But he's sitting there saying, he's a god. And yet you're treating him like he's just another guy. So they shout louder. They pierce themselves with swords and spears as their custom, their bloods flowing. Midday passes and they continued their frantic prophesying until the time for the evening sacrifice. But there was no response. No one answered. No one paid attention. It was a total flop. They pulled everything they knew out and nothing was there. And it becomes a total flop. What are some things that we serve that we could put up there as a God? Let me give you an example. This one just came out. They did a survey, a national survey, of what people wanted the most. And the thing they wanted the most was fame. They wanted everybody to know who they were. So that would be the kind of example that we have. Jim, did I see your hand? (laughs) No, okay. What else could it be? Shat.
2: Chick-fil-A. (laughs) Chick-fil-A! These these young kids seem to think that that's the... Only place to get food.
0: Okay, Chick-fil-A. I hadn't call Chick-fil-A, but that's cool. Sue?
1: Well, I thought about things like money or possessions. Uh, our life can revolve totally around making more money so we can have more things.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's really that's nice. I thought of that one. Uh, I enter the publisher's clearinghouse every time they send me a letter. And Sue makes fun of me. And I tell her she's not allowed to have any of my money when I win. So that's just the way it is. We've been doing it for a lot of years. Then Elijah said to the people, come here to me. And they came to him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord, which was in ruins. Elijah took 12 steps, stones, one for each of the tribes descended from Jacob, whom the word of the Lord had come saying, your name shall be Israel. With the stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he dug a trench around, around it large enough to hold two sheaves of of seed he arranged the wood he cut the bull into pieces and laid it on the wood and he said to them fill four large jars with water and pour it on the offering and on the wood so what preparations did he make inside of the people Let's start with the the stones. Where'd he get the stones?
1: He was reminding them who they were. Yeah. They were, they are sons of Jacob. Yeah. These are tribes of Jacob. And uh, God had called them to be a, a country set apart to serve him. And that's why he used this as a,
0: a visual reminder.
1: Okay, very good.
0: But they watched him put regular rocks together. He watches as they put the wood up. He has them watch as he pours the water on. And how many they pour it on. And each time they pour one on, one on, he says, do it again. And they did it again. Do it a third time, he ordered. They did it a third time. And the water ran down around the altar and even filled the trench. At the time of sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God. God in Israel, and that I am your servant and have done these things at your command. Answer me, O Lord. Answer me so these people know that you, O Lord, are God and that you're turning their hearts back again. How's Elijah address God in prayer? who gets all the credit.
1: God reminded them this is the God of Abraham, Isaac, Isaac and Jacob. Jacob.
0: And the reason for the contest is that he wants to turn their hearts back again. This isn't a show. How did Elijah's prayer con- contra- contrasts with the prayers of the prophets of Baal. Shack. It was
2: calm and confident and direct.
0: Yeah, good. Then the fire, fire fell and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, the soil, and also licked up the water in the trench. Now, if you were there, when God sent down this fire, how would you feel? You got four choices: scared to death, convicted, convinced or converted. Sue, you've looked at these before. So let's start with you.
1: Uh. I'd probably have to choose two of them, personally. Uh, first of all, I'd be scared to death. Uh, but I think that it would have been enough to convince me that Jehovah God had more power than than Baal or Ashtoreth. Okay,
0: good.
2: Chad? You would like to think it would have converted them, but even as today when we have two separate people that have two separate teams, they usually don't jump ship and go to the other team just cause they won. So I'd, I'd say more that they uh, uh, were convinced okay. that, uh, that Baal wasn't as powerful as uh, he let everybody believe that he was.
0: When the people saw this, they fall prostrate and cried, the Lord, he is God, the Lord, he is God. And Elijah commanded them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Don't let anyone get away. And they seized them. And Elijah had, had them brought down to the Kishan Valley and slaughtered there. So now it is 850 to 1 that the 850 have died because the people have killed them. And Elijah said to Ahab, Go, eat. And drink for there's the sound of heavy rain and Ahab went off to eat and drink but Elijah climbs to the top of Carmel and bends down to the ground and put his face between his knees go and look at the sea he told his servant and he went up and looked there is nothing there he said Seven times Elijah said, go back. What was the prediction that Elijah made Ahab come over here? Shad. Rain's rain's coming. And he's having his servant go out and look over the Mediterranean Sea and nothing. despite the drama of consuming the sacrifice why did Elijah not assume that God would come through with the promised rain it
1: hadn't rained for a long time
0: (laughs) it hadn't rained for a long time good
1: it's like somebody being really sick for a long time you get to the point where you don't.
0: You assume there's no hope. Good. James five. Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain for th- three and a half years. Again, he prayed, and the heavens gave rain. And the earth produced crops. According to this, these verses, what was the key to Elijah's power? Chat.
2: Prayer in God. Prayer
0: in God. Very good. Now, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate Elijah's courage at this point in his life?
1: So, I would rate him a ten right now. You give him a ten. Uh, you know, he was willing to stand up to eight hundred and fifty plus Ahab and Jezebel, and and a whole country basically that had turned to another god, and he was willing to to do what God told him to in spite of all that. Okay,
0: very good. Thank, Thank you. you. Y'all have been great tonight. We've had a small crowd, and, but y'all have done well. Next week, we're going to look at one of those occasions in the life of Elijah that I think is very misunderstood. So we'll look at it next week. Thank you all for being here. You are the class, and you make everything run, and I appreciate it.